episode 99 of Griff's Brain Dump. It's me, Griff, obviously. Um, Darren, why are you talking so quietly? Because it's almost 11 o'clock on a Sunday. And, um, and basically, Naomi's gone to bed. So where we live isn't that big. Where I'm recording this is the room next door. So if I start screaming and cheering, it's going to wake her up. I mean, I've managed to control myself watching Southampton beat Arsenal, which is just beautiful. 3-2. Um, you know, Arsenal beating Spurs um, a few weeks ago. Seems pretty irrelevant now, doesn't it? Since then, Spurs have come out of the Champions League group and are above Arsenal. I think by six points now. So, I mean, well done on your little derby win there, Gooners. Well done. Enjoy your little derby win. You beat Spurs. Yeah, you, you mugs. But um, <laughs> but you know what? I've been trying to get into um NFL. That's what I've been doing this week. I I've set record on the NFL highlight show. I just really like the sport, but I need to pick a team to follow. So I think I need to find like a novel way of selecting one of the teams. Maybe I'll just do a draw. I'll just put all the names in a hat and draw a name out. And that is the team I support going forward. Because usually what I do is when I watch a new sport, it's the first team I see win the sport live. So that's why I'm a Chicago uh, Cubs fan for baseball. Because I actually went to Wrigley Field four years ago. Um, I'm a Saracens fan in rugby. Because um, I saw also saw them beat Sale at the Allianz Park. So Saracens fan. So that's what I want to do. I might go and see basketball in January. Actually, need to check for my mate. But yeah, then I'll have an official basketball team as well. That's what I just want. It's like I can't watch sport without picking a team to support. You know, if you're a real sports fan, it's kind of hard to watch a game as a neutral. Even if you start the game as a neutral. By the end of it, you're just like, hey, I want this team to win. I want this guy or this woman to win. I'm always like, you're not a real sports fan. You can't just be sat there watching sports and not caring who wins. You've got to have a horse in the race, right? Anyway, what is this podcast about? I don't know. Don't even know. I'm not going to talk about Offset and Cardi B. Don't give a shit. Um, you know, people wanting to talk about people's relationships. You don't know them. You don't know them. You know? People are upset at like people still upset at Jay Z for cheating on Beyonce. They're all married and got a new set of kids. They're on tour together making money and you're there going, mm, if that was me, yeah. If Jay Z cheated on me, yeah. Then it would be done, innit? Because he's not even nice. He's not even nice. Listen, man's a billionaire and they're married. Meanwhile, you're in like Jerome, Tyro, Dave and Mike cheat on you. And they still live at home. <laughs> they got four baby mothers. No driving license. No job. Done done a, done a bird as well. And that's the man that you're taking back. And you're trying to tell Beyonce not to take back Jay-Z. Shut your mouth. Shut your face. All right. 
and Nicki Minaj and her relationship again. I don't know. I don't know them. I know this guy's a sex offender, and from what I've read, um, like full blown sex offender. So, I mean, each to their own. I mean, that's that's kind of something that probably make me go, all right, nice knowing you, but um, this relationship can't really go where I thought it would go. I mean, imagine that as a conversation starter. You know, if I'm friends with those guys, then we're not going to dinner together. Alright? We're just, it's not happening. I mean, is he invited Nikki? Yeah. Um, is her boyfriend coming? Yeah, okay, I'm not free anymore. What, you just said you was free now, not anymore? Um, don't want a convicted sex offender at my party. <laughs> I think that's fair, right? Um, what else has happened in the world, man? And this happens every week. I, I watch news, I digest it, but then it just the world moves too quickly. I don't really, can't really pick a topic to stick on. That's the world moves too quickly. Brexit is too complicated for me to talk on the podcast on my own. I, I don't know enough. Um, so, no, so I guess what, what have I made notes on? There's some weird stories that have happened. Let's have a look. What, Oh, I see that's a fun story, isn't it? There we go. Sex Island free ticket winner is a 16-year-old virgin and his mum is not happy. A schoolboy from New York used his dad's credit card to enter the competition and bag a spot on a private Caribbean island which promises four nights of erotic bliss. No, this is what happened. The dad used his credit card because he wanted to go. Mum found out. His wife found out what it was, and that's when he went, the boy must have done it. And she's like, you what? And then he's gone to his son, look, um, here's the thing. I tried to go to a sex island, little sex party, and your mum's found out that I tried to pay. And here's the thing, I've, I've won the tickets, um, but you're going to have to take the blame for this, son. Okay, I don't want your mum to kick me out or divorce me, so you're going to a sex island. Granted, you're going to be grounded all the way up to when you leave, but um, I'm going to let you go if you keep this secret. I'd be like, Dad, thank you. <laughs> no, so apparently he used his dad's credit card. Um, the winner of the draw... Uh, to win a free ticket to the infamous sex island holiday has been revealed as a 16 year old virgin and his dad wants to go with him there you go of course the dad wants to go to the ports vacation on the private caribbean island promises four nights of erotic bliss where men who pay for um 4600 pound ticket get unlimited sex and at least two latina girls for every man again that's all mad because I mean, paying for sex, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If the women who are receiving the money are, you know, adults making their own choices, chosen to, you know, commodify their bodies and sex, why not? You can do that. You're an adult. Go go do what you want. But I can't pretend it's not wild. There's a sex of boat. 
I mean, it's awkward, right? Like, sleep with the prostitute and then you've got to kind of see her again the next day on the boat. <laughs> oh, God, that's mad. But, um, but yeah, also is the emphasis on them being Latina girls. Like proper fetishized their uh, their race there. But the hottest Latina girls. That's like a bit a bit weird. But I mean, uh, if you got a shop, I guess you should be able to choose the flavor, right? Ah <laughs> oh dear. Um, I just realised I've just got match of the day playing on in the background. It's um it's two one to Chelsea in the moment. Brian Hover up and just uh, got one back. But, um, well, uh, yeah, so last month, um, organisers sent men into a frenzy by offering a chance to win a free golden ticket for an all expenses paid trip to the Drugs and Sex Fest where prostitutes outnumber men by two to one. Can't lie, it sounds like it'll be a great time. Can't even pretend that'll be boring. They hold two thousand, they hold thousands. They told how thousands had bought merchandise from the online store after announcing that each item would give the bar one entry into the draw. Um, and and yesterday, the golden ticket winner was revealed as Brian, a 16-year-old living in New York, who said he entered the raffle using his dad's credit card without telling him. Brian's parents have now given him permission to attend the event. Oh my God. On a mystery Caribbean island which starts on Wednesday, Brian from Chile, who joined his parents living in New York a month ago, said, I bought a phone case and a bag for $60. That is mad. Then after seeing the videos from Sex Island, I just wanted to be there, but never imagined I would actually win. I used my dad's credit card without telling him. Wow, they play like naked golf. I received an email last week telling me I'd won the golden ticket. I couldn't believe what I was reading. I thought I was dreaming. Do you know who else won't believe you? No one's going to believe this kid's, This kid, you know, when he comes back to school. Imagine your 16-year-old mate saying, oh, how's your summer holiday? Yeah, well, uh, I went to a sex island. had sex with, like, I don't know, 10 birds. It's like, all right, Brian, calm down. You're still a virgin. <laughs> I was... I was. Then I had sex with like ten birds. <laughs> Wild. Um. Yeah, when I told my parents, they were very angry. But my dad had researched about it and liked what he saw too. He decided that I could go and sign the permission slip because I'm not an adult. Actually, yeah, now it's just got weird. Now you said that. Although his mum is still against the trip, Brian says he will be taking a plane today to travel to. Um, Piaco International Airport in Trinidad and Tobago where his dream trip begins from there the group of 50 men will be taken to the docks where a luxury yacht will transport them to a mystery island according to organisers to Good Girls Company <laughs> the orgies begin as soon as the yacht begins at the two hour journey one of last year's participants a New York dentist called Ryan revealed last month Brian said um, I can't sleep properly, wanted to go. 
and thinking about how it will be. I want to have sex for the first time. Lose my virginity is really important to me at this time in my life. I mean, when you're 16, you just want to do it with anyone. If you just got all these flipping hookers on a boat with drugs as well. Oh my God. <laughs> His perception of sex is going to be so warped going forward. Imagine if your first time is on a flipping sex island and then you've got to come back to reality and actually, you know, talk to a woman, you know, try to actually maintain her interest. And you're used to just being like, hey, I just have sex with chicks on boats and I don't even know why I have to talk to you. What do you mean I have to take you on a date? Pay for dinner? What? Pay for dinner? What are you talking about? I could actually talk to you and hear your boring story. I will ask you where you're from and what your parents do. I don't give a shit about that. Why are you not naked yet? <laughs> He's gonna be so warped. I've tried to find girls on Tinder, but I never had the courage to meet up with them in case it's not really them in the photo. I kissed a friend in school once, but she didn't want anything else with me. My friends are so jealous of me. My mum hasn't spoke to me since she found out about it. Do well, don't worry about it, mate. <laughs> 16 year old me would fully dash the relationship with my mum in the bin to get on this bloody sex island. Um, my dad wanted to come with me, but obviously he couldn't. He's given me a talk about sex and told me to be careful about catching diseases. Mate, you're going to catch every disease and you won't give a shit. Uh, you know, I mean, you'll be catching diseases that have been sexually transmitted, catching migraines. <laughs> Gonna catch a like a bunion, catch a veruca. Um, last month, a tourist who visited the sex island last year lifted the lid on what goes on under the borched holiday. New York dentist Ryan, a married father of two, revealed how every customer chose the two girls who uh, who spend the entire holiday granted their every sexual desire. Oh, so you have to pick two girls and you just stick with them. That's pissed over next. Because imagine if you're like, what if you don't get first draw? So you're like, I want that one and that one in your head. And then like you draw lots and there's like 10 men already ahead of you. So then you've got like the last two girls. Because yeah, they're Latina doesn't mean that they're automatically hot. You know what I mean? They might look like the, um, the cleaner chick from Family Guy. Do you want to have sex? A, a yes. You do A no? And no. Ah dear, he claimed drugs were freely available and every man was allowed an hour with 15 girls at once. Okay, now I don't even know what's happening here. Among new erotic, so you don't just have two girls. Oh no, you pick two girls to stick with you for the whole trip, but then you have one hour to have 15 girls. Wow, among the new erotic attractions this year will be games of golf, in, in which the winner of each game will get to have all the island's 60 girls for 30 minutes. Strip tennis, where each point the client gets the girl he is playing as to take off a piece of clothing. And the Mystery Island Resort will also have a body table restaurant where food will be served on top of women's half-naked bodies. Wow. Um, 
the website explains that the hookers have been tested and found to be free of STIs, promises unlimited sex with two girls per day, and says that switching girls with other guests is permitted. My word. Um, it reads, the event is on our private island, a joy, the company of 60 beautiful Latina girls, two hot DJs, streaming the most excited music. Why are you talking about DJs? Imagine that, you went to flipping sex on, and you're like, yeah, the sex was alright, but the DJs, rubbish. They just streamed the music, they didn't even mix, they didn't even mix the tracks. <laughs> a drug-friendly environment. All the girls are here to please you and make you feel like a king. And if you have special fantasies, make sure make sure to inform the host or the girls and they will make sure to bring them to life. All our girls are tested and free of sexual diseases. There is a very strict condom policy rule. And of course, an unlimited amount of condoms. Oh, imagine that. You rock up to go, yeah, we find out condoms. So, um, no sex, lads. Nah, sorry. Part of our girls in our luxury yacht have fun with jet skis volleyball court and of course breathtaking beaches in our sex island wow um, look at the images it can't lie it looks fun <laughs> it looks very fun but um yeah uh, that can't be where the world's going go forward right oh my god sex island wild man absolutely wild um what else has been going on in the world not not much really it's just the last week of work which is going to be good got the Leicester Square Theatre new Communion of the Year final tomorrow going to gig at Bar 48 on Tuesday it's the last gig of that night of that um for that venue the venue's closing down and that venue's like the it's the school, it's the breathing ground for a lot of the new acts on the urban, the black comedy circuit. I say, is it? Listen, do what? I ain't like even calling it urban comedy circuit or black comedy circuit. You just get crowds that sometimes majority black and sometimes get crowds that majority white. That's all it is. Because I'm black, but I'm not urban. And then there's people who are urban to do it and are not black and then you've got people who aren't even urban and they're not black and they're on the circuit and they still you know kill it at gigs so it don't matter but anyway like i said it's open my place for black people <laughs> and it's the last gig so we're gonna be partying down there so you want to come join us in bar 48 and be mad um, in south london on tuesday um, not invite you to tomorrow because those tickets are sold out. 400 people going to be there. Can I win? Can I win? Well, I'll try. Uh, Wednesday, work party. Let's see what um, sensational stories come from that. Um, and then Thursday. Thursday, I'm gigging again. My last gig of the year in Watford at a brewery with free alcohol I'm um, I'm not going to indulge um, I'm just going to drive my car there purposely to not indulge and um, yeah and then Friday Friday last day of work looking forward to it man looking forward to it and yeah 
that's going to be my week going forward. So hopefully I have some stuff to talk about next week. Um, I mean, I sneakily think I'll have something to talk about next week. But um, we'll see, guys, yeah. Anyway, let's uh, do a Dear Deirdre as I watch Tottenham beat Burnley. Come on. Uh, let's go Dear Deirdre. Let's pick just two of them because it's late and I want to go to bed. Um, here we go. Right, I had sex all night with my lover, but now he wants nothing to do with me because you've had sex, so there's nothing more to do. My hotel lover and I had sweet and wonderful sex on the runaway weekend to London, but now he wants nothing to do with me. I had the best night of my life on a runaway weekend in London. My lover was so sweet and sexy, but now he won't meet me again. Um, I'm 28, I used to work as a travel rep. And life was a lot of fun before I got married three years ago. My husband is lovely. He has his own building company and is very generous. We've got twin boys, aged three, and a big house that's all bought and paid for. Okay, that's mad specific. Like, you're trying to tell your husband you cheated. Because, like, if I pick up the sun and I read that, I kind of know that's me, in it. Think about it. If your wife is 28 and you know she used to work as a travel rep and you got married three years ago and you own a building company and you've got twin boys and he's three, you're going to know that's you. She basically wants her husband to know. Use it a bit more discreet. That's mad detailed. I love being a mum, but I get bored being home all the time. So my husband suggested a shopping trip to London. He said he'd already asked my mum to look after the boys. I could have a night in a hotel and recharge my batteries before we begin preparing for Christmas. Of course, I jumped at the chance and had a great time going around all the big stores, buying presents for me, the boys and my old man. Eventually, I checked into the hotel and had a long, relaxing bath before booking the table for one. I put on a new dress and went down to the bar, and there, and that's where I saw this guy. Whoa, so your husband sent you on this trip to treat you, and you went, yeah, let's bang on his money. That's rude. Like, obviously, cheating's bad, but there is some etiquette. Like, I think even, like, the worst dudes wouldn't, like, bang another woman in say you know their woman's bed they'd be like nah I can't do that here because that's where she sleeps and then like most people have some kind of morals you know what I mean that is mad he's actually sent you on the trip and that's what you did it on that is wild um eventually I checked in the hotel no sorry he was sitting there like in a film the bodyguard just minding his own business I brushed past his chair we were soon talking, so you started as well. He was gorgeous and smooth, and I fell in love with his smile. He said he was 35. We laughed and flirted through dinner. Then he walked me back to my room. We were kissing as soon as the door closed. And that sweet, teasing, wonderful sex all through the night. I called him the next day, and he said he couldn't wait to see me again. I said, don't worry, I'll work something out. But being married with kids is tricky. I thought the phone had gone dead. Then he said, sorry, sweetheart, I don't date married women. Since then, I've called him and messaged him. But he says he wants enough to do with me. I'm aching to see him again. And he just says, no chance. Um, yeah, because he seems to... It seems right, It's either he didn't know you was married. 
and he feels like absolutely deceived and like disgusted with what he's done and what you've done or he, he knew he was married and it's like this is the perfect get out I think it's the second one <laughs> um, what else is there See, all these ones are just about cheating on my wife, cheating on my husband, because my marriage is rubbish. Um, oh, God, here it goes. Alright, it's another sex one, but this is pretty f- funny for the title. Wife's cheating led to amazing sex with my mother-in-law, and she's one of the most stunning women I've ever met. I have fallen in love with an amazing older woman and our sex life is out of this world. The only trouble is I'm married to her daughter and I'm 39 and my wife is 35. We've been married for three years and have no children as she says she doesn't want them. So what I did was find a woman and had sex with her child and married her. That's weird. Anyway, most of the time I, I work away from home and I'm an engineer. Um, which pays well and can afford for my wife not to work. We have a large, comfortable house. She has a great social life. But I have always had sneaking concerns for what she's getting up to when I'm awake. I'm working on the project in Dubai at the moment. And a few weeks ago, her mother turned up there saying that she was on holiday. But had some things to tell me about my wife. Oh, wait. The mum flew out. Yeah, mum flew out to Dubai. Mad. She had not revealed more at first, but suggested we have a meal out together that night. And over the next couple of days, she told me in great detail about my wife's antics, <coughs> some of which were pretty shocking. She said she was into swinging on one night stands. I was stunned and felt so betrayed. I broke down and cried my eyes out, and she comforted me. She, oh, I can see. Rested your head on her breast. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Spurs only five points ahead of Arsenal. Sorry. <laughs> uh, a friend of my wife and her husband went to Dubai the next weekend. When I told them, I could see in their expressions and their faces that they knew already. Oh, Jesus Christ. Again, cheating etiquette. If you're going to cheat, can you not just keep it secret between you and the person you cheated with? Like, why do you have to tell everyone and boast and create this kind of network? Well, people know and leaving the partner looking like an absolute donkey. You know what I mean? Again, cheating's bad, don't cheat. But there is, there's got to be some kind of etiquette to this shit, right? Just out here fully, just flagrantly cheating. Everyone else has to be, you know, you fucking lie. You know what I mean? Like if you cheat on your missus, if my mates cheat on, my, on their missus, then I don't want to know. Actually, I don't want to know. Don't want to find out if you split up because you cheated. That's what I want to find out then. Don't tell me that you cheated. Right? I don't, I don't want to be involved. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you not to tell her, but. <laughs> um, they said they had kept her behaviour from me, thinking it was for the best. My mother-in-law stayed in touch pretty much every day to see how I was doing. She's probably one of the most stunning women I've ever met, despite being 53. 
I've always had a strong attraction for her and her for me. She asked to come and see me again. I agreed and we spent the night in bed. We have been seeing one another ever since and I'm in love. Oh mate, don't be in love. I'm not completely stupid. I know she used my wife's antics to break up my marriage. But I can forgive her because of how I feel about her. We want to spend Christmas as a couple, but how do I tell my wife about our relationship? Here's what you do. You just rock up on Christmas Day. And when she's there drinking, you know, a Baileys. She's like, Mum, who's going to cut the turkey? And that's when you come out. You know, I'm cutting the turkey this year, bitch. And she's like, oh my God. That's what you bent her mum over the table when you have sex on your ex-wife's Christmas dinner. Ruin that Christmas for her. Anyway, that's pretty strong. But anyway, I think that is the podcast done because it is late and I want to go to bed. Alright, so piss off. I'm, <laughs> I'm gone. That is the end of the podcast. Cheers.